So Nella, how do you know a painting's finished? Well, that's a million dollar question. Well, you seem so sure because when we last talked, you said it's not finished, it's not working. What, what does all that mean to you? You know, it's just a feeling that you have. It's a bliss. You see a painting that is done, that, is, that I feel it inside. This painting is finished. There is nothing that I'm going to do. I will never touch it. And I have few paintings like that. There is nothing to be done. It just, no dots, no shapes. That's it. I have a, such painting that I've done one night at two o'clock in the morning. And I remember that only because it was two o'clock in the morning. It was raining really hard. And my husband had to go to work for an emergency that we had at work. And so I was all by myself in the studio with the rain. And I just went frantically on the canvas. And this figure appeared. I've never shown it to, I've never brought it to any galleries or anything. But this figure appeared that uh, within two hours. It was miraculous. It was was something was almost like a message i called it the messenger it's very abstracted but it is a figure of a man and it's quite big too and i knew there was nothing i was going to do to it because it was finished and i and i have other similar paintings so maybe it has to do with the way that i'm feeling in that moment when i'm painting that i'm so completely in that zone in that zone where you don't know where you are, where you're coming from, where you're going. You just, it's a zone of uh, total, you feel all together, all one with the paint, with the, with the creation. Yeah. Those are the paintings that you finish putting that last stroke and you say, I'm done. I've experimented with this because my art has been so self-directed. I'm very proud of that because I've had training in different fields, in music, and, and I think that art for me, when I started really involving myself with it and was so engaged with it, so fell in love with it, that I felt like I could find out those parameters myself. I could play and experiment because I was already experimenting with the idea of doing something incredibly minimalist. You could mm. hardly do nothing. And there was a beauty to it. Mm. Doing something incredibly complex, like a scribble gets very, very tangled. You can keep tangling and tangling what you're doing and, and make, giving it depths and complexities. And you can go on and on and on. And I found myself trying to figure out, like on a scale, um, you know, I've been trained on, uh, on instruments and music and and so I suppose I was involving that idea of bringing in what what is the scale of something which is just begun and when is it finished and so uh, one painting I remember just going and going and going and going and writing layers I had I had I had a, a memory I wanted to to get a feeling from of a, of a night by the sea in California in a cove where I stayed out all night. I wanted to get this feeling somehow on this piece of paper. And I, and I, I just kept going and going and going until the whole thing was black. There's actually no way <laughs> you can add anything to it. 
anything because it's not going to show up. I mean, I, keep, I could, but you're not going to see anything. So it was a point of complete saturation. And it was uh, incredibly sort of liberating. And I had a friend there who was just with me all day. But like, it was fantastic because it was unfolding for him. He was looking down, he was reading and look up. Oh, no, that's, I don't even recognize that as it was before. I thought, my gosh, I could just keep going and going and going with this. And then eventually, I think we're done because I'm hungry. <laughs> I really need to eat. And I've been at this for hours. That was, had an impact on me. It actually liberated me. Yeah. Yes, I sort of felt at that point I could do whatever I wanted. I could just do a dot. Exactly. Well, that's it. Exactly. It, it, it created an enormous sense of confidence. I felt such a connection with nothing, a complete white piece of paper, to utter black. Yeah. And everything in between. And I felt I've got this. And there is nothing more beautiful than a dot. It's all available to you. You have the choice. It's entirely up to you. In the same way that a child doesn't concern themselves with having to satisfy somebody else's idea of what is a good time or not, they're, they're simply playing. And I got that direct experience when I was sitting in Los Angeles in Burbank in a coffee shop outside. And I was doing a birthday card for a friend. And I was just you know, having a great time using wax. And uh, this kid just meandered over, wanted to know what I was doing, looked over my shoulder and just said, oh, great. Okay. And I thought, well, that's it. There was, there was just joy in that. Pure joy and pure acceptance of somebody else having fun. There was a generosity of spirit from this, from this child. They still had it. And I think that we can lose that along yeah. the way. It's a generosity of spirit to say, yeah, you just, just do what you want. So um, when did we stop having fun? Yeah. When did we stop? Okay, good question. <laughs> I mean, we, we know that our duties and obligations and things to fulfill and standards to be met, which is all well and good. I'm not going to discard that. I'm not going to want to throw that out completely. We talked about technique i don't think either of us are anti anything no we're not maybe you have to lose it to find it again maybe if you if you lose a joy or a sense of non-judgment of yourself and a, and, a, and a sense of freedom and, and an incredible liberation when you discover this way of doing art and when you discover this this release from the critic and the need to criticize and assess and evaluate. It's such an enormous freedom. It is such a joy. I wish it for everybody. But maybe we've had to, to lose it to find it again and understand it's like being thrown out of the Garden of Eden. We could be guilty of taking it for granted and to find it, to discover it again and to know what joy it is. It's fantastic. But my kid can paint that a child, maybe you could say, is oblivious. As, an, as, as someone who has lived life and has experienced the ups and downs of life, I think what you bring to these dots and these scribbles and these shapes is a sense of understanding that it has a language. And, and it is a language. It's a true language, for sure. Yes. Yeah. You know... I think that what we're doing is just to bring the fun into others. 
we know what fun it is and we want to give that to others yes to others and say it is available to you we're just channeling our energy to everyone else that wants to try it and and you don't have to feel that you have to have rules you can break all rules and have fun yes or you can have the rules and still have fun if you have a different attitude and we are not fighting against the rules we're just accepting for what they are but just put them aside it's not an either or right the problem is that that we can you can get so tied up in the rules and our daily lives as adults uh, can be so pragmatic that to find that space in your life and um and you've got nothing to lose you don't even you don't have to show these paintings what you're doing to anyone not your nearest and dearest. You can hide them away. That, that mechanism in itself is so liberating because you'll, you'll be surprised how much that frees you up. Because I think that it, it takes a while, certainly in my evolution as an artist, to even show somebody. Yeah. And that, it's not to say that you're never going to do that or that you, that you, you don't have that in your back of your mind. There, there is that. There's always the spectator. There is always this idea, how long am I going to keep this hidden? If that's your way of finding freedom and non-judgment. And certainly that's, that's, that's a hurdle to come to, but not, not at this time when you are actually releasing yourself and relaxing yourself from a, a sense of duty in life and a sense of control, a sense of regulation. And what have you got to lose? It's just a piece of paper or a, or a piece of wood or a canvas or whatever you're choosing. There's no harm. And you can even rip it up. No one has to see it. Just give it a go. Just start. Find that start. And if you, if you are so intimidated, just put, just get a cheap brush, get some cheap paints, put them, put them in a, 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 a tray. You don't have to buy anything. An ice cube tray will absolutely do. Just, and just, what wait just go what color and go and choose it or it chooses you whatever jumps out bang and off you go that's actually a good idea the ice cube trays do they still have some (laughs) that's a good idea yeah do they have them yeah modern fridges i use the um the egg um the egg cartons also yep that (laughs) <laughs> anything, anything to hand, anything to but, hand. And again, just treat, if you treat it as fun, and then you can go around the house and you can see so many little things that you can use in your art. Yes. You don't have to buy expensive brushes. You, you're just exploring. Just explore. Just explore the feel of moving around a page. And, what, and just doing that, and I know this from playing instruments, creates a connection creates a sense of being at home with the idea of doing this. And you'll, you can, you'll, I found myself just carrying a little book of blank pages wherever I went. I was sitting waiting for someone in a coffee shop. It's a constant sort of doodling, whatever comes to you. And it's such a form of expression. Now, is it, is it just filling time? No, actually it's not. So I take walks in, in the morning and I have this little booklet with a pen. And I have thoughts because in the morning when you walk and you're surrounded by nature, the, the, just these ideas that come into, uh, into your mind, 
So you are still painting, you're still creating with your mind. But um, what I was gonna say, when you're f first starting out, just any thought that you have, just write it down because you tend to forget it. But write it down because then it becomes real. Even if you see, I don't know, let's say a stick on the ground that you want to pick up to make some marks on your, on your paper, on your canvas and use it as a brush, just write everything down. It's amazing how that becomes so useful when you're looking for ideas. And um, when I read my little booklet and I see little thoughts that I had, I say, oh, I forgot about that. Um, but that's part of uh, exploring and um, exploring the possibilities. And it's also, it can also act as a record of how far you've come. When we're talking about starting out and, and feeling free and um, we're, we're asking people to, to just to jump in and, and experience the same fun that we have. And then you go on this journey and then you, 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 find, all, you find all sorts of, uh, you, I go back to books and I just think, ah, oh, yes, it takes you, uh, say a drawing, a quick drawing. Um, I mean, I won't be literal about some of these drawings. I'll just do what I'm looking at right now. I, I do this as a kind of form of diary really, just to mark the day. And I'll just do some lines because I'm seeing a whole vista in front of me of the, the landscape stretching. The view is incredible out of this window. But I, I'll just do some lines. And it, no matter how minimal it is, when I go back to, if I go back to it in a, from a year's time, it'll take me right to this moment. There's something powerful about that, more than a photograph. So true. I agree. It's, it, it seems to encapsulate something emotional, just those lines. I think because it's also the fact that I, we're in such a, a world of technology, the, the fact of using something with your hands, that it's a, it's a, it's a very ha hands-on experience. It's not to say that I haven't enjoyed using technology to create art. Yeah. I made, I made a film, it took me two years and I, I shot it and I edited it and I put sound on it and I did it all on my computer. And I think that actually energized me to start painting and drawing because the technology, you've got to open up the app. It's when you have a pencil or a pen and paper, it's so immediate. You don't have to get a device. You can just do it straight away. It has an immediacy. It's straight away. Whereas with technology, you've got to get into your sound technology. You've got to open it up. You've got to import something. And I'm, I don't know about you, Nella, but I, when something comes to me, I want to, it's, it has an immediacy to it. And I want to capture that spontaneity. And that spontaneity can sometimes be difficult with technology. Whereas with a pen and, and a paper, I know I can do it immediately. And I like the tactile, I like the connection with it because I'm, we're all so much on technology all the time. It's a release from technology. And it's important to do so, to use those muscles in our wrist with the, just being able to, uh, um, it, takes a, it takes different muscles, different movements using the pen and the paper. And uh, I have booklets everywhere. I have notebooks and drawing books and, because 
if you forget to take it, you will have it in another place. And you're just always watching TV. I'm still drawing images. You know, it's it's something that it's it, we are expressing ourselves with that black and white on paper. Yes. Fast sketches, fast thoughts. Uh, yes. It's, it's again the connection. Yes. And it's so, it's, it, it's so restful. I think it's doing something with your brain waves that are incredibly restful. Um, now, I don't know if it happens to you, but if you do a sketch and if you do it fast, when I do it fast, it's wonderful. If I'm thinking, it's not. Because I'm really, so let's say I'm doing the figure. If I'm doing it, I look at it and I do it really fast, I will get the shape, the movement, the action. But if I wanna do the figure by doing it proportionally to the, it just doesn't happen. Because- So, so what, well, what's going on though? So if you're doing it, it fast, you, you're not worrying about whether it's accurate. Is and yet it becomes, it becomes accurate in its own way. It's in what, just in what sense accurate? Because it shows the the movement of the figure. Right. It's capturing the essence of it. Right. But if you're thinking, if you do it slower, what happens? Then I'm thinking about the muscle of the arm or the shape more than the action. And you're becoming you're becoming tighter and the inhibitions are coming in. But if you're getting really nervous by doing a drawing a subject, whether it's a figure or a still life or whatever, look at it, put it away, and then draw what you remember. Because when you're drawing what you remember, it becomes the essence of it. I don't think I don't think I have that. I, I don't worry if I'm doing it fast or slow. Sometimes I quite, I don't mind laboring it, but I'm not trying to make it. For example, during this period where we've all been inside for a very, very long time, the animals really came out because there were no humans around. <laughs> yes. This deer was just messing around in broad daylight in this field opposite here. And I thought this is so unusual. And then the fox came out and then the hare came out. A bucolic pastoral moment in this day where I just endlessly seeing these creatures coming out because they had become so emboldened because there were no humans around for so long. And anyway, so I was, I was decided to draw them, kind of the idea of them. And um, I don't know, I, well, the proportions were wrong or the, I, you know, I don't think this deer even ended up looking like a deer. I just, I really don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, in fact, what I do is if there's any doubt that it's not a deer and it doesn't look like a deer, I've come to writing deer next to it. <laughs> just to so we know that it's a deer. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really don't care. I, I just, I enjoy whatever emerges, which is a little bit sort of, well, you mean everything? kind of yes everything but i so i i i don't i don't ever have that worry i do recognize though and this is this thing that you're talking about when you leave it over time 
for example, I was doing these, these uh, what I'm calling these spread paintings or butterfly paintings, actually. And um, I just got a role of, of doing quite a lot. And the idea was to just allow them to be spontaneous. But then I started want to want to work on them. Some of them weren't coming out as complex, as, as intricate as I would have liked. So I started adding more to it. And I kept adding and adding and adding. I think when I look back on those, there is something about them that I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I think of them. I think they might be a little tight. There's a kind of a tightness or a sense of being manipulated that they're not so free, I'd say about them. But then you see, I'm sometimes confounded because my whether I like it or not might not have anything to do with anything. So very true, so very true. Because it's so personal for others. So some, some, you know, some work that I might not be completely crazy about uh, might attract other people and it does. So you just have to release it to the world. And, and you, can't, you can't say that everything that you do, you're going to love. Because if you, if you say that, then you're just going to keep replicating something that you've done before. And... It. I'm accepting whatever comes. Yeah. I don't worry about it either. I just, uh, I really don't worry about it because it's, you know, as I said, if I make a mistake, I'll go back to it. If I don't make a mistake and I'm happy with it, it will be there. It just, I just take it day by day. Yes. But I do, uh, when I, but this idea of letting them sit is that is absolutely true. I, I don't actually live with my own paintings. I don't. I, I, I put them away. But that, that's very much my temperament. I have, an, I have a kind of, um, um, I, I'm, I feel like my personality is like a bubble's bursting all the time. The bubbles come up and then poof, and it's gone. And that's very much my, my personality. And that, that's how I paint. When the bubbles burst, I have to I have to just put it away. There's a guy, uh, Howard Hodgkins was the same way. He turned his paintings around and I really, he wouldn't look at them and I, I empathize with that. But I'm fascinated by the fact that of, of living with your paintings. I think that would be wonderful to do that. I know I, have, I don't, yeah. but it fascinates me if you do. Well, I do live with my paintings. And what, uh, what is amazing is that many times I discover the painting I will see something different in it. And um, so that's just equally as satisfying. And I would say, boy, I didn't see it a year ago, but I see it now. So is it the painting that has changed? Is it me that has changed? What happens? Yeah. So that's again, when you, goes, when you go back to it, that art is a spiritual journey as well. It's whatever you are in the moment, you're creating it. You might see a completely different ears in the future. Because yeah. that's what happens with me. So the paintings do become me in that moment. Yes. When I, 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 I completely agree with you there. I've taken paintings out. Some of them I didn't like at the time. And then I fall in love with it. I think actually... I really love this. It just needed to sit. 
it's like seeing your children again after a long break. There's an enormous love. I think that painting and art cultivates self-love. It, yes. it makes, you, makes you fall in love with yourself and what you produce, and it creates a whole feeling of self-acceptance. I agree. About yourself. And this idea about spirituality, I think the scribbling or taking a line for a walk, or, you know, doing that is a way of tuning yourself like an antenna into a place which is spiritual. I think that you feel this very much with abstract art because what is emerging out are, are things that are, are like patterns that you can extrapolate out of nature and you're, you're being led to the idea of geometry. Yes. Um, and geometry is in nature. So if you're looking at a Jackson Pollock and you say, well, the guy's just flashing around and he's just doing this and doing that, you've got to be alive to the way water is or the way that cracks appear on a, uh, in rock or on the side of a building. And you've got to start corresponding yes. to see that really what, what we're doing with these patterns and these shapes and these twists and these turns and is, is finding patterns in nature. And, and to, to, to the scribbling is really a tuning in to open yourself up as a conduit for the invisible and for what is m moving through you to, gui uh, to guide you. So this scribbling and this loosening up is, a, is an excellent way to, to get yourself in and, um, and, and discover things about nature and about yourself that you, you, you wouldn't know until it emerges right in front of your eyes. So each, one of us, each one of us have patterns, the way we move our hands. Yes. So my scribbles would be different than your scribbles and it yes. all has to do with our personality and our patterns. Yes, and that's why classification doesn't work. It, everything that you're doing is as unique as a thumbprint. Nella, I can't wait to talk to you the next time. Likewise, always a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you.